You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. The Game Changers, episode 33. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential with Jason Jennings. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Jason, always good to be with you. Uh, Dale, it's great to be back with you, too. You have no idea how much I look forward uh, to our uh, weekly uh, sessions. I, I really do. And I'm right there with you. These are always fun. And what I really enjoy about this, you keep me on my toes because all you do is say, hey, we're going to talk about this today. And we launch into this conversation and you have tremendous stories to tell. And so you said the topic for today is the ultimate competitive advantage. It's all in collecting one story. So I'm going to just open it up. Tell me your story. All right. What are you, what are uh, you going to do story. today? Here, here's the first story that comes uh, to mind. Uh, it, it occurred to me uh, midway through uh, the last year. Uh, I was getting ready for a speech I was going to be doing in uh, the eastern part of Canada, and I had a scheduled uh, hour-and-a-half interview uh, with the CEO of the company. And uh, so I got him on the telephone Hi, how are you? How's everything in Toronto? How's everything in San Francisco? You know, a couple of minutes of pleasantries. And he said, well, where do you want to go with this uh, conversation today? And I said, well, one of the things I want to hear about is I want to hear about the company through your eyes. I said, I've I've been on your website. Uh, I mean, I've uh, gone on the Internet. I've done a number of searches. I mean, so, I mean, I, I I know what you do but it's always very helpful to me to hear the story of the company through the eyes of the CEO. And, I, and then I said, and I also want to do the same thing with you. I want to know your story. I, I want to know where you come from, where you went to school. Uh, what what was the trajectory that brought you to where you are, the CEO of this company with 18,000 uh, workers? And he said, hold on a second. He said, I'll be right back. And he uh, he left uh, the phone, and uh, I heard like a door close, and uh, he came back, and, and I said, what was that? And he said, I just wanted to close the door so I could really talk to you. And uh, I said, okay, well, let's start with the story of the company. And he said, you know, the company is screwed up. That was the first thing out of his mouth. He said, our balance sheet still looks really, really good. And we've got a lot of cash, and we don't have debt. He said, but if we do not get out of the commodity marketplace, our margins are eroding. He said, this company will not even exist in a couple of years. And so he told me the story of the company. And we talked for probably a half hour. And then I said, okay, now it's time to hear your story. Tell me about you. And he said, well, where do you want me to begin again? And I said, no, I I want you to start at the beginning with the words I was born in. And he said, wow. He said, that's not going to take very long. Uh, He said, I was uh, born in British Columbia. He said, we were poor. You have no idea how poor we were. And over the next 45 minutes, I didn't have to ask many questions. I just had to say, what else? What else happened then? Yeah, and, and, and what did you do next? And he talked about how the most tragic thing in the world 
was his father had died before he'd become the CEO, so his father never had a chance, I mean, to see him uh, take this top position. And when I got off the telephone, or as, as we were nearing the end of the conversation, he said, you know, I've told you things. He said, I have not even told my wife. He said, I have no idea why I told you all of these things. And I said, well, it's, it's all very confidential. It's not going anyplace else. And I just, I, I thank you for the story. I'm, I'm a richer person for the story and for the understanding of it. And you and I, in an earlier episode, and I would urge people to listen uh, to that podcast where we talked about the need to be a good listener and, and the need to be a good diagnostician. But, but that's not where I'm going today. Where I'm going today is think of how rich I am, how richer I am as a result of having heard this story. I'm a rich man because I've heard that story. I've learned an awful lot about people because I've heard that story. I know a lot about human instinct because I've heard that story. And the challenge that I'm going to make today to everyone listening is to collect one story a day. If you would take the time to collect one story a day, think how rich you would become. Now, this does not mean, this does not mean that you have to be a chatty Cathy. Uh, I know that when I'm on the road and I've had a very, very big day and I've done a speech, and I've been involved in all of these meetings, very often I'm walking down the jetway to the airplane, and I make the sign of the cross, and I go, please, God, don't let Chatty Cathy sit next to me. I mean, so this doesn't mean you've got to be talking all the time. But I challenge you to just ask one person a day um, their story. Yesterday, I, uh, I, was, I was late in getting to the gym, and I parked in the parking lot, and as I'm walking to the gym... I saw this delightful old couple that were coming out of a restaurant. And they had to be in their late 80s. They had to be in their early 90s. And I, I could tell it was some kind of a celebration. They were a little bit feeble. I mean, they were ambulatory, but they were a little feeble. And he was dressed to the nines. I mean, the suit was a little out of date, but he was dressed to the nines, and he was with his lady. And she looked absolutely delightful, and she was beaming. And they were arm in arm, I mean, to keep <laughs> both of them on balance. And I said, uh, you look absolutely beautiful today, both of you. And he beamed and he said, we were doing an advanced celebration of our 60th uh, wedding anniversary, which is coming up in a few days. And I said, that is so cool. I said, where are you from and how did the two of you meet? And we stood there. And at that point in time, so I'm going to be late, uh, 10 minutes late for the gym, and my trainer is going to punish me and make me hurt. That's okay. But over those 10 minutes, I stood and chatted with them. I mean, I heard a story. And I learned an awful lot during the hearing of that story. And so if people would just once a day uh, sit down with, to lunch at somebody and, and say, tell me your story. And they'll say, uh, well, what do you mean? Well, you know, we've done business for a while, but I mean, I have no idea who you are or where you're from or how you got to be where you are. And then settle back with a real set of interest, a real sense of interest. I just, I, I, I think I am a rich man 
because I get to collect these stories. And just think of all the insights that you will gather. Because when you learn people's stories, I I think some things happen. and, and, And here's what they are. And I've been thinking a lot about it since yesterday. Number one, when, when you take the time to hear other people's stories, I think it really keeps you from becoming self-centered and selfish. The world is not all about you. And when you ask people and have a genuine interest in, in learning their story, I think it keeps you from becoming self-centered. It certainly works on developing your sense of empathy, your ability to identify with other people. It certainly develops your skills as a listener. You know, most of us are in such a rush to talk and say something. I mean, one of the first lessons I I learned when I was training as, as a journalist is when you ask someone a question, let them respond to the question and then keep your mouth shut and keep the microphone in front of them Let there be that awkward pause because then their real response is actually going to come out. I remember being a young reporter covering a house fire and uh, I was out with my producer and uh, we were interviewing people who had witnessed this explosion and house fire. And uh, I had a microphone in, in front of a woman and I said, well, what happened? And she said, well, the house just absolutely exploded. And I left the microphone there. I didn't say anything. And the tears welled up in her eyes and she started to scream, it's the most horrible thing I've ever seen in my life. Let me tell you what happened. Had I been too quick to ask a follow-up question, I would have missed that visceral, powerful human reaction. So when people are talking, let there be an awkward pause. Shut up and let them talk. So when you ask When you try to learn a story a day, it develops your skills as a listener. It provides unique insights into people and their possibilities. Uh, About a week ago, I was uh, in the gym, and I I was trying to work a set in on a machine that somebody else was working it on. I hadn't learned my story of the day yet. And so uh, the guy and I started chatting, and uh, I said, so tell me about you. And he said, I can do better than that. And he pulls out a brochure and a book cover, and uh, he's the only guy in the world who has bicycled from the top of South America to the bottom of uh, South America, all across Europe, the Soviet Union, and China, all across the United States. I mean, the guy has logged like 283,000 miles on, on bicycles over the years. I mean, who wouldn't want to talk to this guy? The other thing that learning a story a day does is it truly allows you to start connecting life's dots and putting them together. It also keeps you real humble and real grateful because you're going to hear some tearjerkers and it's going to remind you of just how fortunate you are. But the most important thing I think it does, Dale, is by collecting all of these incredible stories. It helps you become a better storyteller because you've just got so much material. So it doesn't take a lot of skill. It just really takes a lot of interest. And being able to say to someone, tell me your story. I'm really interested. Dale, what I promised you is if you mindfully, intentionally do this, just once a day, ask somebody to tell you their story. It will be one of the biggest game changers that you'll ever be able to employ. 
But I want to pull from some previous podcasts and and go back to the beginning of your story uh, to to set the stage uh, okay. for for what I want people to walk away from. This is not a systematic gimmick that you're talking about to no. make to make you better. Because when you think about, it, you did not know the CEO that you started out telling the story I, of the phone call. I mean, you, we, you two, we, we yeah, we had never met before. Uh, he hadn't hired me. He wasn't responsible for hiring me. That was done by a meeting planner or somebody from HR. And they said, you know, we've hired this author, Jason Jennings, and he's coming in to do our conference. And he insists on having a conversation with the CEO. And he probably said, ah, shit, I don't have time to do that. Okay. I mean, he probably tried to shoehorn me into his schedule, probably didn't have a whole lot of interest in doing it. So no, we did not know one another before. But when he stopped and said, would you hold on a second? And you heard him put the phone down and walk away, and you heard a door close. And then he came back to the phone, and and you said, "What was that about?" You you really helped him cross a threshold into being vulnerable with you, and that that means you had to be genuine and authentic in the way you approached him and getting him to tell his story. And, and what it comes down to, Dale, is it comes down to having, uh, you know, an, an, an interest. I, uh, a genuine I, I interest. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm interested. I want to hear people's stories. And I think I told you in, a, in another episode, I'm not sure if everybody listening and heard that episode or not, but uh, I'll never forget uh, uh, there was a, a, a man who was producing a, a video series, a, a Jason Jennings video series. And uh, this guy said, you know – I watch you ask people questions. And he said, I can't believe the way people open up with you. He said, you know what we need to do? He said, why don't you go home tonight and write down the 20, and I'm not making this up. Why don't you write down the 20 questions that you ask people to get them to open up? And we'll actually include that with the video. And we'll give it to them on a little plastic card so they can actually carry it with them and refer to these questions. And you're going, and he walks among us and breeds? I mean, you know, the guy's absolutely delusional. I mean, you don't write 20 questions on a little plastic card. I I never go into a conversation to learn somebody's story with the questions. I only have one thing. I want to know their story. I I will be a richer person as a result of knowing someone's story. Which gets to the heart of what I said. This is not a systemized gimmick that you can employ to try to find uh, a game-changing no. approach. So. No, no. And that's why it's a game-changer, because it asks everybody to change their behavior. But again, let me run down that list. And I'm not even sure it's a complete list. I mean – if you will take the time to learn people's stories, it will keep you from becoming self-centered. It will help you develop your sense of empathy. It'll develop your skills as a listener. It'll provide you unique insights into people. It's going to allow you to start connecting a lot of life's dots. It's going to keep you very humble and grateful, and it'll help you become a better storyteller. Now, that's an incredible list of benefits that's going to accrue in your life as a result of just taking the time to say to someone, tell me your story. That's a game-changing. Yeah, that's a game-changing list of benefits. With that, we're out of time. Uh, but well, can uh, we do one more thing? Absolutely. All right, let's sell some books today. We haven't <laughs> talked about books for a long time. 
You know, the podcasts are free. I mean, it's all in the interest of transparency. But I would urge people. You know, I, I just want to take a moment and, uh, and talk about the reinventors, which continues to sell extraordinarily well. And, and so uh, how incredible companies embrace constant radical change. Uh, it is a great read. And it's not because I'm a great author. It's just got lots of great stories and a lot of great information. Get it on Amazon. Find it at your favorite local bookstore. But then the book I want, I, I, I want to take a look at for a moment is uh, the revised edition of Think Big, Act Small. Uh, Think Big, Act Small uh, originally came out six and a half years ago, uh, and it profiled the only 10 American companies that had achieved double-digit growth in revenues organically and double-digit growth in profits, double digits, every year for 10 years without a miss. So Think Big, uh, Act Small came out, uh, was very, very successful, maybe my biggest book. And uh, about two and a half years ago, uh, when I was working on The Reinventors, my, my publisher, Adrian Zakheim, said, he said, you know, that book still sells, and I mean, people are really interested in it. He said, we've now been through the Great Recession. He said, why don't you go back and find out how these 10 companies fared, I mean, during the biggest economic meltdown that the country has faced, I mean, since the Great Recession. And I said, let's do it. And so we, it was an arduous process. I mean, it's like opening the door all over again. It's like starting all over again. It was very time-consuming. So uh, we went back to these 10 companies, went back inside, and an amazing thing happened. We discovered that all of these 10 companies uh, had maintained their double-digit revenue growth and double-digit profit growth throughout every year of the Great Recession. So all of a sudden, we had 10 companies who had grown organically, double digits on the top line, double digits on the bottom line, not every year for 10 years, but every year for 15 years. And so we completely revised the book. It came out last year. It's the paperback edition. Don't buy the original hardcover edition. Buy the revised, updated paperback edition. It's not that expensive. I don't know what the price is. But it is, it, 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 it's a great read, and it certainly embodies so many of the things we talk about during the podcast. So sorry, I, I just felt like I wanted to get that commercial. No, but, but So I, I hear you say that, and, and my mind is, is going to some will-remain-unnamed very popular business books out there from other authors who picked businesses, wrote about them, and then after the book came out, uh, they they poised those businesses of being successful. But then after the book came out, the businesses closed down. Oh, probably the most <laughs> horrible case, probably the most horrible case of that uh, is, is a consultant in Silicon Valley by the name of Gary Hamill. And um, uh, his, one of his books was going to be published by the Harvard Press. And Urban Legend has it that instead of taking an advance for the book, he said, I don't want an advance, but I want a guaranteed 100,000 or 200,000 cover uh, first, first printing. And so when his book came out, I mean, it was, uh, it was destined to be huge because, I mean, it was in every airport bookstore. There were stacks of them. I mean, you couldn't turn around and not see this book places. And uh, I'm not sure if anybody recalls the name of the book. It was called The Enron Story. Uh, and it came out the same week that Enron collapsed. Ugh, ouch, would that hurt? But it was holding now, Enron up as an example of something positive. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, he, he, he was holding Enron up as an example of the future. So this speaks volumes to the research that you, your team do, uh, and and what you bring to us in the book. So definitely pick up uh, the book, the paperback version of Think Big, Act Small. Jason Jennings, the author. And one more thing that I'm going to remind folks to do. We are uh, having an average of any about 12,000 downloads per episode on this. Uh, the podcast is really uh, just 
exploded overnight in uh, the number of downloads, and we want to maintain that. As Jason has said in the past, he is intensely competitive, and I'm right there with you. I want to see that double. So uh, the only way this happens is if the listeners go out and tell. If you will just tell one friend, hey, I'm listening to this. It's a game changer for me and my business. It can be for you as well. Write a review. Uh, post a rating in iTunes. We would be most grateful for that as we are here really to help lead highly principled people to their full potential. It is the Game Changers. Jason, any parting words for us? I'll see you next week for a cup of coffee. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.